Welcome to Teach Out Loud Podcast, where we highlight all the amazing educators in our state and beyond that are making a difference every day for kids. Teach Out Loud is about bringing your passion and your best self to what you are doing every day. It's trying new things, sharing ideas, and being the best version of you. It's living life to the fullest, growing, and not being afraid to take those risks. Come on this journey with us and Teach Out Loud. I'm Travis Lape. And I'm Lisa Norris. And together we are on a journey to share and highlight amazing things happening in schools today. Welcome to another episode of Teach Out Loud. And today, Lisa, I am excited because Tammy is the first one. I know. This is so cool. Recommended by our listening audience. I know. That's so cool. And not even a parent, a grandparent recommended us to get Tammy on. So I am excited to learn more about who she is, what she does, why she's in education. It's going to be an awesome episode. It is. I'm super excited. So let me introduce her. Tammy got her elementary education from Northern State in Aberdeen. Her master's is in leadership, educational leadership from South West Minnesota State in Marshall. She's a trained reading recovery teacher. And Travis, she's been teaching for 31 years, which is so cool. That is awesome. And I love, I don't know if I said her, it's Tammy first. And it's cool because she's a first grade teacher. And she's also been a first and second grade where she's been looping, which we're going to talk more about that later. She's a co-facilitator for master's groups at SMSU for the last six years. That's impressive. She's married and has two boys. And then these are two fun facts. Um, first of all, though, Tammy, welcome to our show. Thank you. I'm excited uh, to be here. Yeah, it's just so cool. Um, one of the things you had shared was that you um, started teaching at the same school you attended. Is that right? That is correct. Very cool. Was there any teachers there that were there when you were there? <laughs> yes, there were. Yes, my fifth grade teacher was still here at that point, And also the school secretary was the same. <laughs> That is awesome. That is so funny. <laughs> and the other fun fact you shared was that you interviewed seriously on the day for your teaching job, the day you were getting married? Yes, I did. No one believes that, but it is true. It's the only option they gave me, and I wanted the job bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tammy, I, I was joking before we went on the podcast with Lisa. I said, geez, I'm glad it was her and not her husband, because I can only imagine what would have happened if her husband <laughs> would have been interviewing for a job on the wedding day. Oh, uh, uh, that's so funny. And what cool stories to share with, you know, with, with everybody. I love that. So. Uh -huh. All right, well, we're going to get started. Well, Tammy, thank you so much uh, for being with us and joining us today. Can you maybe, for our listening audience, really share why uh, you became an educator? Sure. Um, I think, well, first and foremost, I remember I was a third grader when I decided to become a teacher. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's the first time someone ever asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, but um, I just specifically remember being a third grader when I decided to become a teacher. And I think at first it was very simplistic. It was my love for school. I absolutely loved school. I loved to go to school. I loved everything we did at school. I loved my teachers. I loved the adults there. Um, it just simply was a place that I loved to be. And I thought, if I love school, why wouldn't I be a teacher? Because right. then I can be in school every day, all the time. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I think that's where it started. Of course, since I've been here 31 years, it's grown into much more than just my love for school and kids. But um, I think it's really because growing humans is such an important job. Yeah. And I 
love to think about being playing an important key part in that job. Okay, very cool. Um, so one of the things that the this grandparent said was that you did such a great job with relationships. And I know when I spoke with you briefly, you had said, um, you know, relationships are so important to you. And Travis and I, every episode, Absolutely. that word has come up because it is such a key important part. Um, but what are some of those things that you're doing to build those solid relationships, Tammy? Okay, yeah, I think um, relationships are probably the key to everything I do in the classroom with my kids. Um, the other part of that is, besides building relationships, strong relationships with my kids, it's really important to me that I build those strong relationships also with their families. Yes. And I think that's where looping became my mission. Um, I have been looping now for 18 years, so I have my kids for two years, the same group of kids, the same families. Um, I've had a lot of siblings and repeated families, um, but I think that looping and that working with those families for two solid years really helps me build those strong relationships. Another thing that I do in my classroom is called morning meeting. And okay. that's something that we do every day in my classroom. And it's just really a vehicle for building strong relationships. Yeah, it that's has, one, it's one of my favorite times is morning meeting. I love morning exactly, meeting. Exactly, yes. It has four key components. And I think one of the mo most important key components is having fun as a group. Yeah. Really whoa, 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 whoa. Tammy. <laughs> You're telling me you have F-U-N fun <laughs> in the morning? Every day. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know about this classroom because, I mean, shouldn't you be in math and reading and honoring every single second and minute of your day tied to content? <laughs> well, I think you should be, but you know what they say? You can't bloom before you Maslow. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Woo! I set you up for you to spike that down. Exactly, I did. <laughs> there you go. So Tammy, when so I think you bring up an interesting point because I I don't know, but I, I have read the research and we do some similar things that you're doing in your classroom here in the district that I work in. But I don't know if a lot of people have got on board with this idea of looping. Can you maybe talk through the the pros of looping, but also maybe some of the challenges that looping um, provides? Absolutely. Um, I guess when I first looked into looping, I did a lot of research. Um, and I did a lot of research because I knew I had to sell it to my administrator. So that was where I started. Um, I, I wanted to loop because I wanted more time with my kids. And I wanted that time to build those relationships with their families and not just the kids. So I did a lot of research and academically, the research says that looping is a six week gain that second year that wow. you're with your kids. Yep. So really? that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. However, it still took me four administrators to get them to agree to let me <laughs> looping. So. We, we had just, Travis and I had talked about that. It's, it's sometimes you have these great ideas and all the research, but you still have to get those admins on board with you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So it did take me a while, but um, once I had one convinced, and, and I also, the other thing that was important to me is when I was looping, I sought first a looping partner so that 
her and I would switch each year. So I was oh. never kicking anyone out of a job or out of a grade level. So I, I had a partner. So if I was in first grade, my partner was in second. She came down to first when I went to second and we just continued that loop all the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it doesn't really affect anyone else as as far as their job goes because a lot of times in may you know how it goes and you're worried about where are you going to be and what are you going to be teaching and all of that that did not affect anyone else but myself okay and my looping partner because we had it worked out that way tammy do, do you feel because you know i mean you've lived it uh, your first grade content standards and your second grade content standards, knowing the continuum and the progression of those and how those go together, does that provide a different insight in the learning for you? I think it really truly does. Um, because not only am I looking at my first and second grade standards, but I'm looking at those kindergarten standards and more importantly, I'm looking at those third and fourth grade sure. standards because sure. I'm pushing my kids to be, to go, to just keep growing because I know them and I know where I've gotten them to and I know that I want them to just continue to grow and not to ever stop. So I think it really has expanded my knowledge of more of the standards than ever before when I was in a single grade level. Right. And so how you, know, you talked about um, communicating with parents and those kind of things and being part of your relationship building. It, how, what else do you do to communicate with your parents and even grandparents? Because the grandparent is one who yeah. suggested you, Tammy. What, what are you doing? I think the big thing that I do is Seesaw. And Seesaw oh. is really um, an electronic portfolio for kids, but it's a way for parents and grandparents, aunts, uncles, they can have up to 10 people connected to their account. Oh, and that's so, cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so they have, they actually have a look in our classroom at the time that we're doing things and they might be at work and they could have never came to watch that or to see that or observe that. And my kids are always posting and reflecting on their learning and that kind of thing. And that, oh, and then it sends, it sends a message to mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever, that there's a post and that when they have time, they should take a look at it. And then they can comment on that post and give feedback to their child also. Well, and what a great way to empower students. But I'm uh, a parent of I, my five-year-old. He's in kindergarten. And my favorite thing of the day is when he sends me things that he's doing. And the pictures he takes makes me giggle. Like, you'll see his <laughs> little toes or his little fingers or, you know, whatever. But I had no idea that I could invite other family members on there. And so I need to do that. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's great. Absolutely. Say, Tammy, can you maybe talk a little bit now? We'll transition from relationships and the, the power in the looping to really like, what are the biggest things that you've seen changed in education over the 30 years of teaching? Oh, I have to say behaviors. Really? Um, yeah, I have to say behaviors is probably the biggest change of all. Why do you and, think that, Tammy? You know, I, my gut feeling is technology. I just oh. think that kids have a lot more screen time than they've ever had and a lot less interactive time with people, with adults, with siblings, with 
anyone just because it kind of becomes a babysitter sort of for it's easy it's easy for and i understand because families are busy and things happen but i just and i think that that screen time really affects kids's behaviors and the way their brains are wired and that kind of thing i think we live they live we have this instant everything's instant you know Absolutely. if i took pictures they used to have to wait two weeks to get them back or if we had, <laughs> you know what i mean if and the oh. red nose reindeer was on i had to wait a whole year yeah <laughs> and i'm sitting here smiling a little bit because travis is a big technology guy what do you think about that travis what tammy said i think i think tammy's 100 percent right i think I think what happens when we bring technology into education is sometimes um, I use a pyramid scheme type of design where too often schools and leaders try to fix a problem. So our scores aren't great on our smarter balance assessment. So we're gonna get a brand new tool, but really we're gonna get a new technology tool because that's gonna make the difference. And then what we try to do is we try to build it into our structure, but it doesn't fit your structure, Tammy, because as a first grade teacher, you know what's best for your kids. You know that morning meeting needs to happen and you can't cut that out, but the new technology tool that we're bringing in requires extra minutes on it. Then we find out, well, that's not gonna fit our structure. And it doesn't fit instructional best practices when we look at what research is saying. So now we've spent a lot of money on, an, on a device that's costing us a lot of money or a tool that's costing us a lot of money that's technology-based, and we forgot really what a, what's the heart of it. And that is we got to start at the base of the pyramid where it's the belief in all learners can learn. What is the instructional practices that will get at that level? What structures do we need to put in place for that? And then the small tip of the, the pyramid is the tool. Is that the curriculum? Is that an iPad? Is that a Chromebook? And when I use that in my classroom, how are they engaged with it? Are they engaged with it on a prodigy where it's a game simulation? You're probably gonna see behaviors escalate. Yeah. Is it more of a creation tool where kids are now recording their voices and sharing their, their voice? Or are they creating a book in Book Creator and sharing that? I think that type of leverage of technology is different than if we buy a curriculum that's interactive or um, a prodigy game where it's really just engaging for kids, but that's because of how they've grown up. The bells and whistles of that is interacting all the yeah. time. Absolutely, I agree. But, and I, I go ahead. But, but, I, but I would agree, like technology I think is driving a lot of this, but when we look at how kids' brains are, are created and wired at such a young age, if we give them a screen that has a lot of movement, a lot of bells, a lot of hooping and hollering and movement, those synapses in the brain aren't being connected correctly, which then wires them differently for when a device actually does come into learning. Yeah, and to me, I think kids are still just kids. I mean, I get so frustrated when students will be waiting for like a minute. Oh, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. It's like I grew up where you made up things, you used your imagination, you were creative, you went outside and you didn't have something in front of you, you know, to, to just right. have it for you. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying there, Tammy. Is there anything else that you would say? I mean, I, I, I talked to another teacher, we were laughing because I don't know how old you are, but I, did you have the ditto machines? Uh, yes. <laughs> See? And, <laughs> You see, Travis never had those because he's too young. I don't even know exactly. what you guys are talking about. I still got to get this. I got to look this thing up. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's been a lot of changes. Um, you know, I just, 
lots of, I mean, in so many ways, technology has helped my job too. Yes. I mean, I yes. definitely would say that. I mean, absolutely. And technology has a place in the classroom. I truly believe that too. Yep. Um, there's too. so many changes in the 31 years that I've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa just likes to poke the bear with me in technology. <laughs> yes. She knows how to get under me. Did you yeah. see him now on this whole, he just went on this whole little soapbox. I knew <laughs> that was going to happen, Tammy. That's just what he does. So Tammy, if we, when we have our show, we have people tell us their shout out to listeners. Like if you had something you wanted to share with our listeners, what would your shout out be? Um, I think my shout out would be, and I actually have this on a t-shirt, and it says, love first, each second. And I think that's that that's truly my motto. I love my kids and they know I love them. And you know, once they know they're loved, that they'll pretty much do anything for you. And 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 you can just make so much great gains if you if the kids are safe and loved and they know they are. So yeah, I, I would say that. I agree a hundred percent because that relationship is so important. And as long as they feel loved and safe and they feel like they're part of a team where they're not going to be judged, you know, yep. and they're just going to flourish and grow. And is there anything else you wanted to share with us today, Tammy? Otherwise, this, you were an amazing guest. Thank you. This was fun. Really fun. I was really excited about this because oh. I, I, you just don't get a chance to talk about, you know, your life in the classroom or all the great things. I think a lot of times education gets such a negative aspect to it because you hear that and you know I mean it is stressful it's very stressful and yep. somebody said once it's because it um education is hard because it matters yeah. but it's really hard because it matters every minute of every day you yeah. know yeah so very, I just think very true. I, yeah I just I thought it was great that I got asked I'm honored to be asked and I love talking about teaching it's it is still my passion after 31 years so. oh we love to hear that keep doing you that's that's awesome yes thank you for having me and until next time follow us on twitter and facebook be part of the community be part of the solution and until then teach, teach out loud, loud.